0: All right, welcome.
1: Don't go chasing back coffee. Listeners. Streams. Uh I didn't even hear what you said, Bob. I was singing Waterfalls
2: by TLC. Yeah. yeah. Don't go chasing them. But uh I replaced revelation like right. I replaced
1: Waterfalls with uh, with coffee stream because this is a second part of a two parter
2: <laughs> and I needed a cup of coffee. Two
0: party. party. Alright,
2: well then I I am I'm your T Boss B branded for going with the TLC <laughs> vibes. I'm taking the 1B. Sorry, Bobby. All right. Uh, I'm your... You can be You can be chilly. I'm your... Um... Jack's, def- Jack's definitely our left-eye Lopez. There's no <laughs> yeah, doubt. Um, yeah, sure, dude. That's me.
0: I'm left-eye Lopez. Ah! I get the reference. <laughs> that works. Um, anyway, let's, let's just but, get right yeah, into yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is... Uh, just quick at the beginning. This is a two-parter. Mm. Uh, listen to last week's episode, Nazis and Occultism Part 1, or whatever the yeah. title is. Uh, this is Part 2. Part 1, we talked about... Uh, their beliefs and their policies in this one we're going to talk about uh, some some crazy shit that Himmler did so uh, let's oh just boy. get let's just get right into it because I have a lot because five okay. out of my eight pages are, are this next part
1: oh <laughs> and we've already learned a whole bunch in
0: the first half so yeah I'm ready all right so I think enough about policy enough about their beliefs let's get into the real meat and potatoes i.e himmler and his crazy fucking antics bro uh, jack i believe uh, it's pronounced Hi- hitler uh i actually used to think <laughs> people were just saying hitler wrong really uh yeah well it's got to be but, some
1: people out there that's why i said yeah, it you yeah never yeah. Know. Well, yeah
0: yeah so if you don't know um yeah hitler i barely know her oh! i didn't even really explain it but um psh- Himmler was like Himmler was uh, Himmler was like Hitler's right hand man and if he wasn't his right hand man then he was his left hand man you know what I mean Uh, like he was right there he was the head of the SS Um, so that is a very powerful man one of the most powerful men in Nazi Germany basically Um, Him Hitler and Goebbels Uh, so uh, we'll start off with uh, Himmler's have either of you heard of Himmler's place of residency during uh, the early parts of the Nazi regime and into the war, known as no. Wavelsburg Castle. No,
2: Wavelsburg. I mean, I've I definitely have heard of. Uh, there was a lot of talk of castles in relation to Nazi two. Germany. It seemed like they had a few kind of hanging around. Yeah,
0: yeah, they um they. Uh, <laughs> they loved to inhabit you know there's the famous eagle's nest uh where where Mm -hmm. where hitler famously lived um but uh this was himmler's place of residence residence wevelsberg castle aka the nazi temple of doom so wevelsberg castle is located near the center of germany in the state of nord North, I'm sorry, north rhine westphalia i took german in high school so i know i only know like i know the german places by their german names so i don't know right so i know it as nordrhein Westfalen instead of north rhine westphalia <laughs> um gotcha so the construction of this castle began in 1603 uh, ce and was finished in 1609. And it was intended to be the place of residence for the Prince Bishops of Paderborn. Uh, uh, prince Bishop is, is, is like a, a... It's essentially a prince in the Holy Roman Empire, and Paderborn was a... Um, it was like a principality of the Holy Roman Empire. So it was meant to be the home of a prince, essentially. It is located near the Teutoburg Forest, which is um, legendary in uh westphalia uh sort of folklore and mythology um it is it is said to be the site of a famous battle that happened between an alliance of germanic tribes and the roman army uh the battle took place in nine (laughs) the year nine (laughs) (laughs) ce oh damn um where the german tribes ambushed the romans and defeated them which was obviously a huge victory for you know these germanic tribes to delete you know roman legionnaires you know because they were just freaking stomping through europe as everyone <laughs> knows roman history and if you don't look it up this podcast is not on that topic <laughs> um so uh two witch trials were held in the basement of this castle in the year 1631 uh, and during the Seven Years' War, which was like 100 years later, um, it was used as a military prison. Uh, the rest of the history of this place isn't really interesting up until Himmler claimed it as his base of operations. and A.K.A. Home. the Temple of the Doom. The Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm.
2: The Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Wait, is that a different thing? Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... It, it, he does shrine some things there. We'll, we'll, we'll get into...
2: He also has a talking stone face, too, that tells you about how to find different artifacts <laughs> to put
0: together <laughs> in the obstacle course. Brent, you're not Welcome far you off. Too. If, I'm being, yes. if I'm being honest, you're not far <laughs> off. Um, yes. A man who uh, was a high-ranking officer in the SS... Um, by the name of Karl Villegut, um, and you might have heard of Villegut. He was very, uh, he was very famous. He was um, well, well, infamous, notorious. He was Himmler's ideological advisor, um, and he advised that Himmler take this castle as his place of re- residence because Himmler. Um, one of the main reasons why Himmler was so obsessed with the occult and the supernatural is he grew up hearing stories about um like germanic folklore and mythologies from his father uh so uh this ideological advisor villagut suggested that Himmler live in this castle because of its location so close to this legendary westphalia battle that happened where the germanic tribes and and they were like that has to be a good thing uh, 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 basically <laughs> <laughs> it has um, to be a good thing but uh more importantly than than just the the the, the cultural significance of this area uh carl villagut who was the uh, uh the the advisor as we said was also a self-proclaimed warlock who claimed to come from a long line of god kings
2: yes yeah, self proclaimed. <laughs> anyone who's self-proclaimed i love it i want to oh, be a self-proclaimed
1: warlock and, and i can be
0: <laughs> hey barlock anyone can, uh, barlock <gasps> no barlock was a barlock dr- That's i am a blind Sorry, druid oh my god he was a blind. <laughs> we played a dD campaign and bobby's character was barlock the blind
1: druid dude i think we should honestly god one of one of these days do like a brain boggled
0: special like four-part d- series D D campaign <laughs> that would be sick we could get mm. if we we could get um we could get like zach and aaron then we could do, like, a... Di- mm. We could do, like, Discord D&D or Dude. something. And then we could, and we like could we, do, do a special on it.
1: We could, if like, you relieve guys, Brent of the uh, editing, bro. and then I could, like, I could like edit all of them, so Brent yeah. could continue editing the regular apps.
0: Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be so cool. If you guys want to hear that, uh, send us an email or leave a message or comment on or any of our... Yeah. Any of our things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so... Uh, Villagoot, not only... Uh, more importantly about the location of this area uh stress its importance in reference to an old germanic prophecy um so uh it is it is it is he he theorized that this is the location that the prophecy was referring to the prophecy is called the battle of the birch tree um interesting little fact it's most likely supposed to be called the battle of the cherry tree um because the german word for cherry is kirsch which looks a lot like birch um, Uh. and k's and old german k's looked like bees so people think it's a mistranslation (laughs) and it's supposed to be cherry which would make way more sense than birch than a birch tree being uh, because we're in germany and they have tons of cherry trees in germany anyway
1: i mean it's interesting though you get the alliteration the battle of the birch trees
0: yeah, you guys want you guys wanna hear? Um, there are many different translations of this prophecy. This is just one of them um that I have here. So um I will read it out to you because I think it's insane. Please tell hey, me. That's it. my one hope for this prophecy is that there is a chosen one. That's father my father right. will be against son and son against father. Dogma will be perverted. Men will try to overthrow the Catholic Church. Mankind will become lovers of pleasure. The true and believing will not be found anymore. After which the independent peoples will fight wars against each other for a long time. Thrones will have collapsed and kingdoms will collapse, and through this process the unaffected East against the West will resort to heavy weapons. Then it is no longer over fatherland, language, or belief. A war will follow after a winter which really was no winter when there will be a soulless snow that will fall. The flowers will bloom very early in this year, and the cows will be up to their knees in grass by April. The first soldiers that will come will wear cherry blossoms in their helmets. The rye will be brought in before the battle, but the wheat won't, for the soldiers are animals and will eat the wheat in the fields. On the east field by Gravenstein, the soldiers will kill a red crow, however they won't have much time to eat from it. The citizens flee from town. A young lass with a red skirt, who is the last to cross the small creek, will be shot. In the middle of Germany, they will meet. Towns and villages will be destroyed. After, it will be necessary for the people to hide in the mountains and in the woods. In the nearby Lower Germany, the battle will be decided. There will be battles like this the world has never seen before. This terrible battle will begin by the birch forest near Bodeberg. For three days, they will fight. Covered with wounds, they will fight until they stand in blood. Um, Oof. which like I honestly mm. get goosebumps when I read that prophecy. Um, <laughs> so so that's my like, Game of Thrones level shit going on there. Yeah,
1: Seriously. yeah. So winter ba- is coming. Like winter's gonna be here. Jk. No,
0: I think they mean I. Th- <laughs> I think what it means is a winter that's not a winter means it will. Um. Maybe from like ash or something from burning yeah or either something. that or uh-huh. um or the like the world will turn to or ash. the world will be so terrible it would be as if it is winter mm-hmm. um because then they mention how how things will come like everything will will like sprout early essentially um and so uh the best so when they talk about the battle being fought near the center of germany um this castle is very close to the center of germany um, and so since, and so that combined with the, uh, with the other, uh, with the other aspects of, the, of, of this being a location of legendary battles in the past, they believe that, um, that this is that prophesied, uh, location. Um, he believed that this area would be the last bastion, um, some translations of the prophecy mention mentioned the, the army of the West being the being in a, in a, in a final bastion. Um, he thought there would be a great battle from the East, meaning like Russia and Asia, he thought we're going to come and invade. Um, and so, uh, this could be partially uh part of Himmler's justification as to why he was so eager to invade Russia because he, he, he possibly could have wanted this battle to begin and happen. Um, mm wanted to make the prophecy happen yeah and um (laughs) it's also it's also a very very small possibility that this is why goebbels was against opening a two-front war because in some in some translations of this prophecy they mention enemies coming from uh the coming from the east and coming from the west um Mm -hmm. so that is just uh that is um, just a little interesting fact, and I completely forgot about my slideshow. Okay, so this is the castle. By the way, can you guys see that? Slideshow, slideshow. This looks awesome. Hell so yeah. that's so that's the castle. Here's another. That's a castle, here's all the, right? Here's the front entrance of the castle. Um, what is this next? Oh, okay. Yes, this next area, perfect. So is that Pandora, the land of Avatar? No, but doesn't it look beautiful? <laughs> that's in Germany, and I'm so mad that I didn't go and see that when I was in Germany. Um, that's gorgeous yeah it really is um so another huge reason why himmler chose this castle was its proximity to the externsteine. also known as which translates to external stones which just means like standing stones basically um extern Steine. Steine. stein means stone uh so this natural mm. massive monolithic structure uh was only about thirty miles away. It's only about thirty miles away from this from this castle. Um, and there wow. is Damn. evidence of Germanic, uh, ancient Germanic tribes using this area and its caves as um, as shelter. Uh, there's evidence of fires. There's evidence of people living there. Um, however, there is not much evidence that would support. Um, that they used that the ancient Germanic people used this area for any sort of religious significance. Um, a medieval relief depicting Jesus being taken down from the cross. Can you guys see my mouse? No. Uh, can you guys see this? Not really. Oh, now I can see. Oh, um, yep. All right. So yeah, yeah. you guys can see, see this down here. So in, if you're following, these images will be on our website. Um, if you're following along, uh, it's it, the big the big rock on the right at the bottom, near the bottom middle. There's a bit of a carving. Um, I didn't even think to get a close-up picture of the carving. I don't even know why. Um, but uh, So you'll just have to go along with squinting at it. But um, that, just take my word for it, is a carving of uh, Jesus Christ being taken down off of the cross. And you guys c- might be able to barely see it, but you see this section right here that yeah, yeah. is considered to be um so th- the the part i'm referring to for audio only people is it, it looks it it looks like a tree that the relief is on top of it's a carving of a tree that the relief that 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 the jesus carving is is on top of so it's being supported by it this tree people theorize is the ermine uh, which is known as the great pillar in uh, Saxon uh, pagan uh, beliefs which is literally the pillar of their religion it's it's very similar to Yggdrasil which is the tree of life uh, in Norse yeah. pagan mythology um, yeah. so very interesting that this uh, carving is r- this pagan symbol is supporting the, the Christian story of Jesus being crucified um, <clears throat> so that is interesting. it originally was uh, theorized that these were this was carved by um, ancient pagan tribes, uh, but it was later th- it, it now the current consensus is that it was carved sometime during the 12th century. Um, so why would himmler care about any of this? Why does he care that they're so close? Well, because he um as we had talked about before with with uh as you can listen to in part one of this um the nazis were obsessed with proving that they were uh the uh pure race the pure hierarchical hierarchy on the top on the top of the hierarchy i don't know what i'm saying and so <laughs> we got, you. We got you. i'm picking up what you're putting um, down so part of that, um, uh, part of that belief was something that I actually was very surprised to learn was that, um, I don't, I don't know why I didn't know this, but, um, the Nazis were anti, uh, anti-religion. They were anti, uh, modern religion. They were anti-Christian, anti-Catholic, obviously anti-Jew, deism, uh, and mm-hmm. so, um, Himmler was desperately, desperately, desperately looking for, um, ancient religious sites that would tie their beliefs of them being descendants from these pure ancient Germanic people, uh, to, that would tie their pagan ancient Norse Germanic sort of joint religion, uh, so that it would basically be an easier pill to swallow for new, uh, to be the new world religion in their new world order when they took over and won the war. Uh, so he, um, he described uh, Christianity as uh, by saying, uh, "Christian mercy has no place in our in 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 this new world. We need a new, uh, unforgiving, ruthless religion for our new ruthless world." Um, and so they wanted to they wanted to instill Jeez. they wanted to instill Norse pagan Germanic pagan as the new religion of the people. And this was going to be one of the new religious sites. And so he ordered an excavation uh of this area trying to find any sort of archaeological evidence as to uh, that they would have celebrated this place religiously um they found a nun so they just made it up and said <laughs> that it's religiously significant anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found course. a nun yeah they found a nun yeah. and they were like look it's religious Perfect.
2: yeah they found they found a VHS copy of Sister Act 2 and they were like, what is a VHS? And they're like, it must be significant religiously, so
0: yeah i love that whoopi goldberg so um they uh yeah so back in the habit sorry i forgot the subtitle back in the habit i watched a video like critiquing back in the habit and it was so funny because like apparently the type of nun that they are changes in between the movies and like all of their like religious practices change and they're like hold on a second (laughs) wait a minute
2: are you jack the the J of this podcast trying to tell me the big b that there are religious inaccuracies within the seminal film sister act two back in the habit
0: i'm sorry to break the news to you brent but it's not it's not an accurate representation of of nuns dude oh brent don't leave brent break brent it breaks my poor little heart i
2: actually unplugged my headphones by accident that's how upset i was
0: oh my god dude i thought you were just
2: getting up and quitting
0: I, I can't do the same. word I wish Brent actually got that heated about Sister Act. That would be so good. Could <laughs> you imagine Brent was like? Could you? You found like one it, like, button, it, like out of everything, like Sister Act two. Back in the habit is the hill that Brent dies on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of all the
0: things of all the bullshit
1: um that brent has to deal so, with so
0: uh basically yeah he wanted this to be a great religious site and he essentially made it into a great religious site because whatever he can do whatever he wants in his new mm. in his new because he's the, he essentially was like um because of his obsession with with mythology he sort of um became the the ideological leader of the Nazi party the religious leader almost of the Nazi party um and so his plan was ooh, okay so this is him uh doing a I put, this is out of order hold on hey, That's out of order <laughs> here we go mm-hmm. um so this is a map of the proposed area of uh Wee Weesburg. Of it's 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 it, yeah, it's it's pronounced Wevelsburg. It's this I prefer Wee Weesburg. This letter is an L, <laughs> by the way, Bobby. Oh that thing that looks like the part uh, of the yeah, E okay, is a I So it's Vevelsburg. Um mm-hmm. so this is a map of Ve- this is a map of, of proposed what uh he- Himmler wanted to rebuild Wevelsburg Castle as. So remember that remember that big castle that I showed you before? here and here yeah. and uh, yeah. this one um so that whole castle is this triangle right here i believe um and so wow. everything okay. else was going to get um this is this is this is the town over here um but this whole area and this area over here so the the semicircle around the triangle and the uh the sort of uh, Pie slice looking shape thing up top were going to be added in at, after they won the war because Himmler's plan was to rebuild Wavelsburg as the new ideological center of the world. He wanted this essentially to become a sort of uh, Germanic Nordic pagan Vatican, um, like that's that was his dream plan was for this place to become the new Vatican. Um, so interesting yeah right. it's it which is which is really like terrifying and um if you ever want to see like wolfenstein the wolfenstein games we talked about them a little bit in the first episode they're great uh the new i've only played the new ones but they're a really interesting look if you've ever wondered what the world would look like if um nazi germany took over and um you, by using occult technology definitely play the wolfenstein games they're really cool um so he wanted to add all of this new uh stuff this area to the to the to the southwest over here this is the forest um in which uh where the legendary battle supposedly took place um, mm. so uh he actually started construction on this uh whole thing uh before the war was over he had an, a concentration camp actually built nearby Wavelsburg castle uh to hold all the slave oh. labor that he took um there's one firsthand account of a woman who was a uh, a young girl living in the town of Wavelsburg when this happened and she noted that every day she would see um hundreds of these slaves with stones on their back marching into Wavelsburg castle um which is kind of terrifying she 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 Mm. said that like uh for every every like 10 soldiers there was two guards and two dogs you weren't allowed to talk to the slaves or give them food or water or anything um and so that's pretty freaking scary so well if you ever want to know how
1: big things were built in the in the past it's usually slaves yeah
0: so (laughs) when or, yeah, aliens. or aliens or aliens if it wasn't white people it must have <laughs> been aliens um exactly so uh <laughs> it was at this point um when he when when himmler first um when himmler first uh came into residency at at uh, at babelsberg castle he originally intended it to be the base of operations and like basically the home for the ss he wanted it to be sort of like where they, where they train the SS and where they teach them about these, the, the Nazi ideology and the, the occult beliefs uh, that they had. And um, Look at this dude on the right trying to be Hitler. I know. You can tell he's, yeah. Well, apparently it was a very popular mustache style until Hitler ruined it. Really? <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, so we've gone back to the picture of Himmler with the wreath, by the way. Uh, they'll be in the right order on the, on the website um so uh where was i um so it was at this point after he he started the construction of his uh ideal religious center that uh the point of Wevelsburg really began to transition from a place uh to train the ss to more of place of training of of occult of worship with the uh ss so in this picture we see Himmler lying a wreath a wreath on a crypt of um presumably an SS officer. Um another uh we can get to another uh we'll get we will get to another explanation of what this could be in a little bit. Um <clears throat> he started to hold more uh ceremonies and events with heavy pagan influences uh such as weddings many weddings where they were denouncing the traditional christian uh aspects of a wedding and introducing a lot of pagan symbolism and and traditions into it um uh The, uh, Christmas, they stopped celebrating Christmas in Wavelsburg and instead replaced it with a ceremony celebrating the winter solstice where hundreds of SS soldiers would be carrying torches as they carried out these pagan ceremonies. Oftentimes with Willigut, the ideological advisor would act as high priest and he sort of became the high priest of this new, uh, Germanic pagan religion. Um, Around this Weird. time as well, Himmler, star- Himmler banned any members of the public who were outside of the Nazi party. Um, basically, only high members of the Nazi party and the SS could get access to Wavelsburg Castle. He banned any sort of official report or documentation or any sort of information about Wavelsburg Castle getting out at all. Um, he really didn't want people to know what was going on here. Um. Yeah, I mean, if people saw this picture, yeah. Uh, so Oof. the uh, he sort of envisioned that the SS would become the priests of the new world; that they would be the leaders of the new church, even though there would be no church anymore. It's all pagan stuff. They would be the religious leaders who would be who would who would go to these these different places all over the world and be converting people and and and, and causing them to to. Uh, to worship um, uh, Himmler had uh Himmler had 14,500 of these uh of these rings made um and if you were particularly devout or um they were essentially it, it was it was an honor Uh, It wasn't an official Nazi party uh, award or government award. It was a direct recognition from Himmler himself. Uh, These are known as... Officially, they are SS honor rings, but uh, they came to be colloquially known as Totenkopf rings or death's head rings because of the skull and crossbones on the ring. Uh, The skull and crossbones has a very significant uh has a very significant uh symbology going as far back as the early prussian empire where it symbol symbolized uh the ability to overcome death and to be better than death almost Mm. um and so these rings became so coveted that like some soldiers and some German police officers who weren't even in the military would go to local jewelers and have them make fake versions of these just so people could, um, could feel like they were chosen by Himmler. Uh, so the ring features the skull and crossbones. It features a, uh, on the inside, it's a, it features a stamp of Himmler's signature. It would also have a date awarded to the SS officer and the SS officer's name. Uh, These symbols are uh, esoteric and Norse runes. So this first one is the Sig rune um, framed by a triangle. It represents the sun and the power. Um, This next one, the asterisk looking rune is the Hagal rune, and it is framed in a hexagon and it represents... Uh, faith and camaraderie. The esoteric meaning uh in the context of the occult. Uh so remember when we talked about Ariosophy yeah, So the yeah, founder yeah. of Ariosophy uh described the meaning of the Hagal Rune as enclose the universe in you and you can control the universe. Uh, the next rune was a swastika framed in a square. Um, the swastika, uh, obviously the Nazi symbol, the Aryan symbol. That's basically why that was there. And the last quote-unquote rune um, is looks very similar to the similar to the SS symbol. That, but that's because the SS gets uh, it's it's actually uh, three runes um, with the mm-hmm. the two sort of lightning bolt esque ss uh sort of symbol being the first rune meaning uh where is it uh the first rune meaning gabor and the second rune is called a bind rune because it's two runes put together um for o and t and so together uh it was meant to be got which is the german word for god um and it was designed by this sort of new age rune was designed by Villegut himself. Um and mm-hmm. other than that, these this sort of uh around it's wreathed in uh in oak leaves. Um and I don't know, I didn't say anything about the uh significance of that. So Initially, only 5,000 of these runes were made for, uh, of these runes, of these rings were made for his top officers. Um, but eventually he started making more, and a total of 14,500 were made. And, um, by uh, 1940, I think, 1940, 1941, oh no, 1938, 1938, um, goebbels started not goebbels i don't even know why i said goebbels (laughs) himmler Mm -hmm. started (laughs) um ordering that any rings of any officer who either retired from the ss or was killed or left for whatever reason would be returned to him um and uh he kept all of them in a chest that he kept uh, in the in the vaults in the basement of Wavelsburg Castle, and it was supposed to represent your lifelong commitment to the SS. Even though, wouldn't it make more sense for them to keep the ring? I don't know. But he kept the ring mm, um, in a chest. He had all of them. They were made of silver. Um. So out of a chest of trapped souls. Yeah. So out yeah. of the fourteen thousand five hundred, only about three thousand of them are accounted for. The other 11,000 are uh, thought to be lost in a hill somewhere um, because by the end of the war, uh, Himmler ordered that the chest containing all of the rings be put into a cave in the cave, sealed shut with explosives. Oh, so nobody. Dang. So we know that it's in a hill nearby Wevelsburg, but nobody has been able to locate where the rings are kept. I
1: mean, I wouldn't want to locate it if it was, you know... Filled with explosives. Uh,
0: yeah, it's not. It, they went off, Bobby. To seal. Oh, <laughs> they exploded! <laughs> to, to I thought it was like a no, booby trap like, kind of <laughs> situation. They exploded yeah, to cause a cave in. <laughs> to, <laughs> to to seal them in there. Uh. Um, so, I
2: mean, that would be really Indiana Jones of them to like booby trap a fucking cave and be like, "Come get my
0: rings yeah. <laughs> um, dude. These we finally yeah. found them. These, these, <laughs> uh, this, these rings are insane to me, dude. This whole like, this is like.
1: Imagine holding one.
0: Um, they're probably wicked expensive. Like they're probably oh, a yeah. highly sought after collector's item. Um,
2: ah, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, this is like some serious levels of like, cult, dude. The like. SS. This shit going on here. Cult and a cult. Yeah, okay, yeah. we're
1: we're moved like two weeks two weeks ago I went to a World War II museum yeah. and like just seeing like even the the American stuff, like what they used to have with them, just like trading cards and like the, the things that they used to like I don't know, kind of like keep them entertained. Yeah. It, just looking at that i was like oh wow this is like insane but like to see the other side of it this far mm-hmm. to into like the the nazi yeah sort of magical side of it i couldn't even like imagine like what it would be like to to see these in person and just like look at them and be like wow like these were highly sought after pieces of jewelry yeah it's that meant a lot to people it's um
0: it's i am because i i knew that the nazis dabbled in the occult but like i i didn't think they were this cultish um yeah i it's it's also really interesting um or well not interesting but i should say that um the entire german army wasn't as cultish as this it was very specifically just Himmler and his ss were to this extent but like they were also like they were they penned themselves as the religion as the basically religious sect of the nazi party anyway so it's it's Mm. not um and as we get into more things and like as we get further into the story and even when we saw with Himmler's plans to to make uh wevelstein wevelsberg castle a a new vatican um it's 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 terrifying it's terrifying to think about <laughs> what would have happened if they um if they had won the war uh yeah yeah so um it's no secret that himmler and hitler were both uh were both into uh stealing ancient relics and art and artifacts from countries that they invaded Um, there's famously still, like, over a hundred thousand, um, of artworks that the Nazis stole that have been lost forever. Um, the Mona Lisa was almost one of them, but it was, it was, like, very fortunately found. I don't know the exact story behind it, but I know that it was lost for a while. Really? Um. I didn't know that. So, Himmler was, um... Himmler was obsessed with uh, Arthurian legend, as we had um, mentioned before. I can't remember if it was in this episode or the early one. And he,
2: we teased it at oh, the end of our did, last episode. Yeah, um, he
0: uh, he started. Um, so he started remodeling Wevelstein uh, Castle to be decorated in the themes of Arthurian legend, and he would get. Uh, he would name rooms after, like, King Arthur or King Henry or uh, Henry the Lionheart. Um, and so the picture that we see right now is of the North Tower in the... Um, in the... Uh, in Wevelstein Castle. Um, you'll notice that there are... So this room was one of the rooms that was remodeled to be more Arthurian and medieval. Um, in this room, there are... Uh, twelve pillars, each were guarded by a sacred flame. So twelve pillars, twelve sacred flames, um, in honor of the Knights Templar and the Twelve Knights of the Round Table. Um, there are wow. some rumors that he had a huge round oak table here as well. Um, but those it, that is not confirmed nor denied. Um, he was <laughs> obsessed. I could believe he it. Was obsessed with with the Knights Templar. He the SS was divided into 12 different departments with with 12 leaders um, with with those 12 leaders supposed to be Himmler thought of them as his 12 knights of the round table um, <clears throat> on the floor here is a mosaic of the black sun the black sun is a an ancient pagan symbol representing god it has now been appropriated to represent uh nazi ideology and um, and uh, sort of n- neo pagan and neo nazis often will use this symbol. Although I was reading about it on a on a like a website about information about hate symbols, and they did specify that um, the context of this symbol is extremely important. So it's not just offensive in any context. There are contexts where it, where it doesn't it doesn't mean like white supremacy and, and neo-Nazi beliefs. Yeah. Um right. So, uh in the basement there was a vault which had 12 pedestals where the Nazis and the SS Himmler would perform uh pagan occult uh rituals. Um So, you you can really see how Himmler was obsessed with this kind of stuff. Um just like it just completely obsessed Um, wow so uh, we'll move on to this next slide here uh, which is you might not recognize it but this is the um, did I put it in no I didn't Um, this is the Holy Roman Empire's crown jewels Um, I don't know if this is the one that uh, Hitler actually stole, but they were being held in a museum in Vienna. And um, so there's, you know, the scepter, the orb, the crown. Um, and so Hitler and Himmler were both obsessed with finding these holy relics uh, because Hitler believed that it would solidify his divine right to rule if he had them. Um, something that is considered hmm. uh, a crown jewel is uh, on the right here, is, this is the Hofsberg spear, a.k.a. the spear of destiny, a.k.a. what people believe to be the spear that pierced Jesus Christ's side when he was crucified on the cross. Um, and so Hitler, Hitler believed that whoever was the holder of the spear would be, uh, would have the approval of the gods because it was the spear used to condemn Jesus. Um and he actually uh owned these items at one point. He did. He did in fact uh steal them. Um but he got defeated anyway, so I guess he was not divinely chosen to rule. <laughs> um imagine like rough. owning like some crazy I, items like that. Like it just it's dude, the like these items which are like like if you're going to talk about like priceless, like these are priceless, priceless. Like priceless, priceless. Yeah. Like these are like Mm-hmm. the relic like this is like what indiana jones is looking for in the in the ark of the covenant you know like that's how priceless these yeah. are and um it's crazy it's Mike. it i had a it's it's super interesting i um i i forgot to put it on here but i have a picture of um i'll, I'll send it uh, i'll put it on this before i share it so that uh we can put it on the um on the website but there's a picture of a uh, of an american soldier um after they uh raided wherever hitler was holding these relics uh he's wearing he's just straight up wearing the the crown of the holy roman empire and he like he's like smoking wow. a cigarette and i'm sure he was like oh take a picture of me i would like they did this like it's like it reminded me of that episode of uh the finale of band of brothers where they raid the eagle's nest and they're just like chilling in hitler's mm-hmm. uh hitler's home and so yeah he was just so this yeah, crazy, right. crazy picture of, of of an American soldier wearing the, the crown of the Holy Roman Emperor, which is just, which is so cool. <laughs> that must have been like the coolest thing ever. Um, so Hitler's main focus was on getting these relics. Um, our boy Himmler, however, not really our boy Himmler, however, uh, he was more interested in finding the holy grail so the holy grail for people who don't know is considered to be a relic it's it's the cup that jesus like consecrated the last supper with and was like drink from this for this is my blood or whatever that's the holy grail Mm -hmm. um so Himmler was obsessed with uh finding with finding this holy grail to the point where he hired a journalist and quote indiana jones type archaeologist <laughs> um by the name By the name of Schmindian no. Otto, Otto Ron was his name. Otto Ron. Uh Dude, dude, wait. The Holy Grail.
1: How would you even know if it was the Holy Grail? Um, if you like,
0: drink from it and you die, I guess, like in that Indiana Jones scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It like takes oh no, because if you drink from the right one, it gives you all the year, it gives you infinite years. But if you drink from the wrong one, it takes all of your years or whatever. Um,
1: yeah. But what if
2: you drink from a
0: regular Grail? I don't know, Oops. dude. You're fine.
2: Yeah, you know how you just have like you're just lousy of regular old grails hanging around <laughs> your apartment. Yeah, you know? dude, I got like at least seven grails.
1: <laughs> seven, seven,
0: <gasps> seven grails um so wait the seven deadly grails good one good one (laughs) um so ron was sent uh he was sent like to the pyrenees mountains to spain he was trying to find um the holy grail but he was unsuccessful in finding it which leads us to our last topic of uh the day because this 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 last topic sort of leads us into the end of the nazi party's rule um which is known as the shimsy cauldron. So, so on the left here,
2: did someone say cauldron? Yeah,
0: dude, it's a cauldron and <laughs> uh, not the gram. <laughs> so on the left here is a uh, is the shimsy cauldron. this this uh, gold cauldron was discovered in a lake in bavaria for those of you who don't know Bav- bavaria is the in southern germany um in 2001 by a diver it was discovered in 2001 so you're probably thinking if this was discovered in 2001 why are we talking about it in the turn in the context of uh nazi stolen relics um that's exactly what i was yeah, thinking so uh it's so it's, uh, we'll get there in a little bit. It's it's about a foot tall. Um, it's uh, 20, 20 inches across or 30 centimeters, uh, or no, sorry, 50 centimeters or 20 inches across and about 30 centimeters or about a foot tall. Uh, it is made up of about 10 and a half kilograms or about 28 pounds, 23 pounds of 18 karat gold. It is very similar in style to another famous cauldron, and I have that other famous cauldron on this slide as well, called the Gundestrup cauldron. The Gundestrup cauldron, uh, which is slightly larger and is made of silver, uh, this one was discovered in Denmark in the year 1891. And it is thought to date anywhere between uh 150 bce to 1 bce somewhere in that time period uh so it's uh ancient celtic um and as you can see both cauldrons have extremely similar iconography and celtic symbology and celtic figures on it um but uh you know the gold cauldron looks a lot better um because it's made of gold and it's not as, you know, it's not as broken as, uh, as this other one. This other one, I mean, for being almost 2,000 years old is in pretty good shape considering.
2: Yeah, you know, they just don't make those cauldrons like well, they used to, Well, it was found...
1: They probably didn't um, season it correctly. You have to season their Yeah, cauldron. you have to season that
2: cauldron, right, um, right? No,
0: it was actually because it was found in a peat bog and bogs are um, very good at preserving things. Uh, because there's no, mm. um, cause often in bogs, especially in sort of, uh, northern and, uh, northern and western, uh, uh northwestern Europe, uh, the like pH of the, of, 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 bogs is too high, uh, for bacteria to live in there or too low, whichever one makes it acidic. I don't know. Um, but, uh, that's why it's, uh, it's survived. For so, i mean it also obviously got cleaned up like they didn't find it like this and it was it was nice but um <laughs> not <yeah>. a bog <laughs> uh, so they look extremely similar on first glance you would say oh these are both celtic cauldrons but how did this one get into germany and why was it in a why was it just sitting in a lake um,
2: that's so, a good question
0: interestingly uh the Gundestrap cauldron on the right here is an actual celtic relic and why do you say oh why do you say this one's an actual celtic relic because this one on the left is not a celtic relic um, <gasps> so metallurgists analyzed the the gold and they discovered that the gold was too pure to have been from any time <coughs> earlier than the 19th century so it is a modern uh. creation um, I mean, it
1: looks pretty modern. It looks
0: pretty, it looks pretty well, clean. I mean, it's gold, gold doesn't tarnish. Them. Yeah. Um. But so, if it's a modern creation, who made it and why did they make it and how did it end up in a lake in Bavaria? Well, in 2011, here we'll go to this one because it's a bigger picture of just the culture that we care about. And do I have any more? Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, in 2011. Nazi documents were discovered in the attic of a German household uh, they appear to be authentic as far as any like as far as people can tell however the legitimacy of these documents is still being debated um, in large part due to the fact that the original documents don't actually exist anymore and that there's only scans of these documents but what mm. did these documents say if we're assuming that they're real obviously um they had a detailed inventory of 35 relics and treasures uh, ranging from artifacts that Himmler had stolen to precious gems that he had also stolen Um, but one item on the list was listed with the description gold cauldron Celtic (gasps) and people believe that it is referring to this gold cauldron um, it also listed the name Otto Gar and the city name Munich. Um, so, what does Otto Gar have to do with this cauldron, and what does Munich have to do with this cauldron? So, in 2011, when these documents were discovered, uh, an investigation went in to find this Otto Gar and why. What relation does he have? Um, so. It turns out Otto Gar was a silversmith who worked at Haydn's Workshop, which was a jewelry shop in the city of Munich. Um, He worked during the Nazi reign, and this is the the, the, uh, effing coolest part. He was the one, he was the jeweler who made all of those SS Death's Head rings what yes. so yikes we've gone full he circle was famous people. for making these death head rings right and so let's so so he made the rings his name was attached to this cauldron what's up uh so they went to this they went to this 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 workshop and they 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 did in fact find out that autogar um they they found records that he was commissioned by a, a man by the name of albert albert peach p-i-e-t-z-c-h not the fruit um albert peach who peach was known for um giving hitler many gifts and he he was the director of a chemical company um so he was very very wealthy so he he would give gifts to hitler and the nazi party all the time um in order to uh, sort of gain favor within the party um it was discovered that albert peach commissioned Otto Gar to build this cauldron peach got reportedly got the gold from pipes from his uh chemical company and brought it in and gave it to him and said can you make this cauldron make it look like the i i assume he was like make it look like the gundustrap cauldron because it's that has ties to our germanic ancient cultic stuff that we're going to um yeah and um i assume him and Himmler sort of uh, did this together because i don't think peach would have been smart enough in the occult and stuff to make something like this Um, so uh, when they went and found the records of this uh, uh, that uh, Otto worked there and was commissioned for this um, apparently uh, one of the goldsmiths at the time uh, before his death in 1960 so he this man died in 1960 this was discovered in 2001 apparently he had said to another member of the workshop about a golden cauldron weighing more than 10 kilograms with a figurative ornament and manufactured by the paddle and anvil technique, which is exactly this cauldron. So this other worker <clears throat> knew at the workshop knew about this cauldron before its discovery by the general public, and... uh also noted that uh, in an interview with Nat with National Geographic the current owner of the of the jewelry shop um said that it, that uh, gar was gar would have been an obvious choice for himmler to go to to make something of such importance because he entrusted him with that huge importance of the SS death's head rings um, yeah mmm so, like, to me, there's just too many little things about this story to add up for this to not be the explanation as to why this cauldron was made. Like, it ha- that has to be the reason why this cauldron was made. Um, yeah. So, Right. It yeah, so why, it, it, yeah so, so why made- does Himmler want this cauldron? Um, well, if we remember, uh, the man, the other Otto, Otto, uh, what was his name? Otto yes ron Autoron. Autoron? uh otaron failed to find the holy grail so the theory is that himmler had this created to present to the public once he was you know the uh, the the religious leader that this was the holy mm-hmm. grail um so uh reasons that we, why we, we, we think that is, um, so this is a picture of the crypt in the basement of, of, um, of Wavelsburg castle, uh, in the, m- Take them in to the, the middle, uh, pit there, you can see it's sort of like rough in there. That's because something you, uh, uh they theorize that a pedestal used to sit in there, um, but was torn out. And I don't know, you can see these dark gray parts right here that are sticking out. Um, <laughs> those are actually gas pipes um, that, that uh, mm. historians believe led up into a pedestal that would fuel an eternal flame that would burn within the new uh, Holy Grail. And that this this, this crypt, this shrine would become a place of worship and a place of mourning uh, to and, and, and essentially be the religious epicenter of the Vatican, of the new Nordic Vatican here. Um, and that is why uh, that, and, and uh, that's why he went and got that new golden cauldron made. Um, and so you're probably thinking, alright, so Wavelsburg Castle is nowhere near Bavaria. What happened? Um, nearing the end of the war, when Himmler, (laughs) when Himmler realized that the defeat of Nazi Germany was all but certain, he ordered, uh, back to that document found in the attic. He ordered the movement of all of these artifacts. Uh, he ordered that this cauldron be moved to Bohemia. Uh, if you look at aerial maps at the time, uh, the route that they would have taken was incredibly heavily bombed. Uh, so it was very, very difficult to get through by the time they got there allied forces, controlled the only two bridges, uh, over a river that they needed to get to in order to escape into, uh, Bohemia. That's where they were taking, uh, this cauldron. So they eventually retreated and were cornered into a town in Bavaria. Um, reportedly it was near the, the Kimse, which is the, the, and so the theory is that in, instead of turning this extremely valuable cauldron over to, the allied forces they it was ordered to be tossed into the lake so that no one would have it unless the nazi party for unless wow. until the the fourth reich rose or something um,
1: kind of like when vegeta throws the dragon ball in, into the water
0: yeah you know yeah,
1: to yeah, hide ex- it and then later on he comes back to get yeah, it that's exactly, you, what you know it is. exactly we were all thinking it we were um, all thinking it this is crazy imagine being the one to find this that cauldron is- like
0: in, it must have. Been, I was thinking about this, and that is like, that's a freaking real life Indiana Jones story, a real life national treasure story right there, the Keemzay Cauldron. Yeah. Um, and so that uh, basically
1: might as well be a Holy Grail of yeah. sorts. And
0: so that um, that basically gets us to the end of uh, of the occult history in Nazi Germany because we're at the end of Nazi Germany. Um, but it is yeah. a freaking wild story, and I love it i think it's so 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 interesting um i've been like looking at some like himmler
1: stuff like throughout the pod and it seems like he had a very interesting story uh he ended up committing suicide Mm -hmm. with cyanide and um i want to learn more about himmler i didn't know much about him but isn't is it the the man in the high castle is that base is that I don't, know.
2: I don't i think that's one of those like alternate history type shows where it's gotcha. like what it you know kind of kind of similar to like uh this is the, this scene. is a picture like what if, what of, if the the of the german soldier
0: wearing the the crown jewels of the holy roman empire it's, that, it's insane yeah. it's awesome that's awesome and so i just thought that that whole thing was an awesome story um yeah that's basically all uh i feel like we did all the
1: research I mean, you did all the research, but Ooh, I feel like we yeah. just, like, figured out the story. You know, you took us through each step of the investigation.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, it, um... Pretty impressive that they were able to track so, oh, where I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I hope be. you guys enjoyed that. I just, I had so much fun researching that and finding out about that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I know. It's a, It's really crazy how spooky yeah. it all is, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, I, I, mean you, you, I think we think of history and just, like... This time period is just like you know the the evil of Nazism and then you know the the righteousness of America fighting against them and then this just adds like an extra layer of like yeah, creepiness to all of it like at first it just seemed like more just like very generic just good versus evil and now it's like there's this weird element of like black magic and <laughs> sorcery yeah. to it that just like gives it just like a spookiness it's like ah it's just so strange to think that like this sort of like thought process could like pervade an entire like regime and like help it rise to power and cause like one of the most sort of you know destructive periods in our entire history based on this ideology that's based largely in just just, kind of like strange (laughs) yeah it's it's so strange like you like it's the sort of thing where if you like wrote it like someone would be like I don't know that's like maybe a bit much maybe dial that back a little bit you can you're, you're, this is a little, yeah. little too much. And it's like, no, that's, this is actually real yeah, life. This actually like, happened. I do have you know? to stress yeah. that,
0: um, the actual validity mm-hmm. of all of the things that we talked about is like highly in debate. Um, although I honestly think like, mm-hmm. like him, like there is no debate. Himmler wasn't, was, was an occultist fanatic. He was insane. Um, it, yeah. the, the whole, yeah. like the debate is whether is, is, is really about the, the Kimse, uh, cauldron but one of the things is um i forgot to say what happened to the actual cauldron after they found it was a uh a swedish entrepreneur bought it and uh sort of like was like hey this 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 cauldron is uh worth a billion dollars because it is from uh it is from uh it's the best preserved thing ever the best preserved oldest thing ever and it's from this this time period and it's such a huge cultural significance um, and then that's when the metallurgist found out, and so he is, uh, came in and had to determine the validity of that claim. And so he actually um, mm-hmm. he got uh, he went to court um, and uh, he lost the case, or it got thrown out. But either way, um, there is a historical society in I think it's the Vienna one, the same one that holds the uh, the Holy Roman Empire's crown jewels and the Spear of Destiny. Um, I think it's, uh, I think that's it, but it's been in a vault since 2007, like literally it has not been seen by the public eye since 2007. So even when the documents found out came out that we're talking about this cauldron, um, it hadn't been seen for four years and it hasn't been seen since. So, uh, it might Uh have people sometimes think it's been since it, since it actually wasn't, uh, you know, ancient historical context that it's been melted down and resold as just, you know, gold. Um, but I would—I don't think it is because it has a because it potentially has his large historical significance with with uh, World War II. So I don't think they would do that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of whack. But
1: I gotta I say, know. there's two things that that in this whole topic that have kind of like piqued my interest, and I want to like dive into more of. One is I want to talk about Nazi experiments at oh, some point. Yeah because there was a lot of like crazy stuff going on with like the experimentation that they did and, and all that stuff e- eugenics yeah. and all that crazy uh, or yeah. exactly and the other thing is I want to look at further into this the uh, the seven roots Oh, the the seven oh, race theosophy. roots thing mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah because do, like do I feel like they're It's
1: then it, like the true history yeah, of humanity yeah. or whatever which is obviously not true but it just—it's so interesting, um, but I feel like we ended on a really good note. We ended on cauldrons, oh. and guess what? Next week is
0: Bogtober, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Bogtober. You guys weren't with us last year. Yeah. Chains no. rattling, chains you rattling. You guys were with us last year for Bogtober. Creepy You're doors. In for a treat. <laughs> um i honestly it's the best time of year yeah yeah yeah. it it, it's good it's bobby's favorite time of year for brain boggled bogtober um
1: yeah because i have pumpkin spice coffee instead of uh instead of regular coffee and we talk about all halloween themed things for the entire month not
0: necessarily directly related to halloween but uh we got a request from someone recently asking if we can talk about more horror stuff so your request is about to get fulfilled fourfold um, I think there's only four Wednesdays in October, so we're going to be bringing you four Bogtober specials, which are going to be the spookiest, scariest, Halloweeniest stuff that you guys have ever listened to. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and one oh, of them will be the a thing, special guest.
2: Here's the thing, Jackie boy. Though we're, we're because we release on Fridays now, oh, we so actually have five Friday. episodes oh, you, in what? October.
0: <laughs> you guys are so you guys are so spoiled. Oh. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> Honestly,
1: like here's here's what I'm excited about. Okay, so so we've got our special guest, um Matthias, our mm-hmm. buddy that we love, and he's going to come on to the show potentially and do a uh uh an episode for Bogtober. And then my episode that I want to do is uh I think it's next week's episode technically. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about terrible ways to die to kick off the month of October. <laughs> all the worst ways that you can die that have ever happened and that could ever happen it's going to be terrible it's going to be horrible (laughs) but guess what it's bogtober and we're the brain
2: boogled (laughs) podcasts for this month i'm gonna have to dust off that that brain boggle theme song that bogtober version am i gonna have
1: to remake that since the computer's broken
2: yeah a little inside baseball one of our computers broke at the studio the one where we actually oh made God. that original version <laughs> actually no bobby i think that might be on your work computer oh, if i'm not shit. mistaken because i think because i think we prepared the original uh tune on the the broken computer but i think you added oh, the spooky did, sound effects did. from your computer if i'm not mistaken <sighs>
0: That's i i don't remember we'll figure no, it out Figure have it, have it out. i might remake TV it anyway TV, yeah. just for the heck of it zach dick yeah, 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 yeah. loves is all right the intro, Spook- he loves it <laughs> It. Zach Who does? it's like his favorite thing ever oh yeah he, zach he loves, d uh, yeah. It. Um, oh yeah um oh man that was a fun series yeah. yeah that was a fun little fun little yes. two-parter uh, thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. so uh we reference a lot of images in this episode uh so if you want to follow along with those uh we probably should have said it at the beginning but um brainboggled.com slash uh just brainboggled.com uh, brainboggle.com. Brainboggle Podcast. I'm so bad at this. I normally am really good at the plugs, <laughs> but I've been so bad today.
1: There's already a brainboggle.com it's and it's like, like a yeah, weird like puzzles a and games website.
2: Take <laughs> like, a uh, this. Check out, yeah, so check out
0: that if you want to do some brain, some brain teasers. Or, yeah, brain, is that what it is? Brain teaser? I don't know. But, I don't know, um, you know. yeah, so brainboggle.com. We have a uh, that's where you can find the brain. Brainball Brainball podcast. 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 Com. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you can find the brain bloggled, uh and that's where we'll that's where we'll have yeah. our images and um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> what am i saying uh if you want to support us you can go to brainball.com slash shop where we have shirts sweatshirts um do we have bags of some sort we have bags yeah. we we got tons we of hats. stuff dude. yeah go check it out what we got on there uh we have so much stuff on that if website, you, uh, guys. It's like if you crazy. Wanna, if you liked what you uh, heard here and you want to hear more of us on uh, Patreon.com slash uh you can support us for as little as $1 a month where you get to listen to our bonus app. We do one a month. Uh, we talk about stuff that doesn't really... $1, $1 a month? That's $1 that's a it? month. That's like pocket change, dude. Over the course of the month, you can scrounge up four quarters. But, okay, well, I don't want to be assumption. If you can't. Um, don't worry about it uh, <laughs> because you can support us by following us on our social medias at BrainBoggledPod on Twitter and at BrainBoggled on Instagram. If you don't have either of those, um, you can shoot us an email saying that you liked the show, that you didn't like the show, at topics that you want you want us to cover, uh, especially because we're going to need some, we want we want this to be a, a Bogtober that you guys wanna to listen to. So be sure to definitely yes. uh, give us some uh, recommendations about stuff we can talk about for Bogtober. You wanna email us at brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com. That's brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com or DM us if you do have uh, any of those social means We will respond on there. And I believe- Well, well said, Jack. Everything.
1: Guys, I'm so excited for Bogtober. <laughs> it's that time of year. Get your pumpkin spice. Costumes everything nice
0: trick-or-treating is probably going to get canceled this year at least in our state it probably definitely will Buy the fun size candies for yourself well we'll at least be tricked
1: with no treats
2: from our government
0: so (laughs) on that note
1: (laughs) without further ado
0: thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week (laughs) bye peace